0: Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your team. On today's episode, Mark Gregston shares a devotional that will speak to you, no matter what your current relationship is with your team. Let's hear what Mark has to say.
1: In the beginning stages, and most people uh, miss us a little bit, it, and it's where Luke says this. He goes, "I'm writing these things so that, and I went, this is what I want you to get: that you might have certainty concerning the things that you've been taught." And and th- that's a word that I think is is so important in these days, Mom and Dad. Um, not uncertainty. Uncertainty has an amazing way of, of, of creating a sense of anxiety. Matter of fact, anxiety, a lot of anxiety is about the uncertainty of life. Um, depression is more about the certain things that I know. I know that I'm fat. I know that I'm ugly. I know that nobody likes me. I know that I have chicken legs. Whatever those things are that I'm that I'm certain of, then, you know, no matter how bad it is, I'm certain these things have happened and I'm certain this has gone on and it causes a sense of depression. The uncertainty is more about uh, creating a sense of anxiety. You know, when a child has anxiety, which is just one level above teenage angst, it's anxiousness. And anxiousness sometimes is that is the fear of of knowing what is to come and and perhaps—or um, or not knowing what is to come—and and a little bit scared. And so it creates a sense of anxiousness. It's kind of like this. I, I don't know how I'm going to do on a test, so I become anxious about the test. Now, there's a part of anxiousness that's okay, but there's another part of it where it gets to the point where it starts shutting down a child or they start— uh, self-medicating to, to get through those feelings where they uh, get to avoid the sense of anxiousness. Um, and so anyway, it, it, this topic is, it, it, it's important that, that we talk about it on, I, I think, a day of certainty. You know, to me, every year, regardless of the pandemic and re, regardless of elections and regardless of all the things that, that uh, we feel that are so uncertain, there's a lot of things that are certain. That, 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 that we know, you know, my relationship with Christ, my who God is, uh, who I am, you know, and, and, and when we boil it down to a Christmas, I mean, you know, here's the thing. I know that every Christmas that there's going to be certain songs, that there's going to be Christmas trees, we're going to hang certain ornaments, that people are going to give gifts, that church services will be one way, there's always the same kind of cookies, I know for certain this, that I get to eat peanut brittle uh, every Christmas, uh, which I love. I know that this one family is always going to send me toffee. Um, There's certainty about that. I know the stockings are going to be hung on our fireplace that have all of our kids and grandkids' name on them. I know for certain that's going to happen. It's the stories that we hear. There's certain things. And so, in a time that we know of certainty, and I think that's why everybody loves Christmas so much. It's not only the birth of Christ, but there's certain traditions that go along with it, that uh, that just say, "Hey, there's some kind of certainty. There's a tradition here." And so, uh, you know, I, I say that all because I think that one of the things that hampers our our kids, our teens today, is that they live in a in a world of constant uncertainty. And and you know, you can be certain that your kids will one day realize. The uncertainty of life, and when I think about what kids view and hear today, it's no surprise that many kids entering adolescence are filled with questions, uh, undecided about which paths to take, and they're not sure they're ready to face the world, and uncertain whether they've been taught what they've been taught will help them in the future. That's what caught me uh, in the in the Luke narratives about the birth of Christ that Luke said, I write this so that you might have certainty concerning the things that you've been taught. Okay, so I'm going to tell you where I'm going to take you on this. Mom and dad, you've got to be the certainty. Your kids have got to know for certain that they can count on you. That for certain, not uncertainty, but for certain. And when there's uncertainty, it creates an amazing amount of anxiety. You know, they live with constant uncertainty. The doubt, hesitation, and the, and the indecision that is common to adolescents has been further confused and complicated by a time that shouts boldly the messages of doom and gloom that intensify their uncertainty, pushing ordinary uh, teenage angst to teen anguish. In, in normal hesitancy to higher levels of unhealthy anxiety. And the pushback is great. You know, they hear rumors that the end of the world is coming soon. They witness the loss of life by natural disasters and pandemics and and uh, the illegal actions of, of people. Uh, they hear of war and rumors of war, and they watch movies at the local theater about the Earth's demise. They live in a time of economic crisis, if you will, uh, what we have gone through this year. Now we're in kind of in a certain time because today uh, we're certain, but the stock market flows back and forth based upon certainty or uncertainty. Um They hear the outspoken critics of the gloom of the world. They see the broken promises for jobs and positions to those who complete their education. Um, You know, our government's out of money. I think it's up to $27 trillion now that'll never get paid back. Wall Street's volatility screams uncertainty. Terrorism is a constant threat. Businesses are failing. I mean, look at the restaurant business even today. And see what's happening as a result of the pandemic. There's a lot of uncertainty. You know, the vaccine that's coming out, it's all about certainty. That this thing will work and it'll stop it. And you can be certain of that. The bombardment of information has an amazing way of capturing teens' hearts. And it teases their imagination. It leads them to think that all is worse than it actually is. I mean, they read more about the deaths from cancer than they do... Uh, about the progress of finding a cure and they hear more about teen suicide than ever before now 15 year old kids the rates are going up but there's so many good things happening with the adolescent culture teen pregnancies are down yeah it's a it's a it's a like a 75 year low I mean it the abortion rate continues to go down I mean less teens are having sex less teens are drinking alcohol. There's a lot of good things. And I'm I'm not naive to think that I grew up in a world where there weren't any problems. I mean, when I grew up, it was Vietnam and the assassination of a president and a civil rights leader and hurricanes that battered the coast. I was raised in New Orleans. Uh, riots were in the streets across the country. I mean, crazy riots, not just, you know, what we've seen in the last year, but I mean, just riots that just were out of control. And some of you might remember the Kent State shootings. You know, we lost our home in a tornado in 1974. Um, and the 72 Olympics in Munich all showcased the uncertainty of life. Um, but I never quit believing that if I just did the did things right and I kept my nose clean and I worked hard, that I would be successful. You know, any 10-year period since then has been filled with a sense of uncertainty and calamity. And uncertainty by itself It's not that much different from the uncertainty that we've all experienced. But today, uncertainty is magnified by the exposure given and interpreted with deeper intensity than it was even a few years ago. And its reach has touched the lives of the once protected and innocent lives of tweens and preteens. Isn't that amazing? That now the life for them becomes that. That's, that's why you hear of kids that are, I mean, that's why we get people calling us all the time wanting to place their 10 and 11-year-old child with us. We never had that in the past. That's why we have kids that are spending out of control. Just ask any middle school teacher, which I think is the toughest, the toughest uh, place to be in the school system, but yet I am, uh, one of the most admirable professions that anybody can have is being a teacher, but I couldn't do the middle school thing. Uh, but it's absolutely interesting what they're dealing with now wasn't even heard of a few years ago. Today's teens experience a lack of connection with peers and adults. They They are irresponsible because of parental involvement that borders on hovering and even codependency. The lack of respect for authority flourishes, and these ingredients of confusion all funnel into one arena at a time in a teenager's life when the natural consequences for missteps and Poor choices and indecisive actions uh, can be of great magnitude, and that arena is one of uncertainty. The earlier they experience the realization of this, the earlier problems with its acceptance are shown. And, and, and kids become uncertain about what they've been taught, about what they believe and who their friends are and how they're supposed to act and what's going to last and how they should perform. They begin to wonder if the embrace values and principles that mom and dad have taught them really work. They question what they believe. They wonder if they really are who they've been led to believe that they are, and some are unprepared to handle the overload of information that they begin to receive, unaware of their own immaturity unaware of their own irresponsibility, and unaware of their own inabilities. And so listen to the words that Luke says. He says, I, I write these things so that you might have certainty concerning the things that you've been taught. You know, our little princesses, you know, in middle school are coming home with broken tiaras, wondering if there really are the royalty that their parents have said that they were. Young men begin to realize their physical and mental limitations when they enter into the tween years. Uh, They come home often feeling like losers when when all they've been taught is they're nothing but winners. Young girls face their sexuality early when when many of their peers begin their menstrual cycles. And young men are exposed to explicit images of women uh, through easy access to pornographic material. And so during the adolescence, kids begin to find out that certain heroes aren't quite the heroes they thought they were. You know their accessibility to the internet and their search for answers begins to create uh, less of a dependence on mom and dad at a time when they need them the most, and they begin to question the goodness of life when they experience rejection and ridicule and the and this cruelty from their peers and the inconclusiveness of their elementary school years trickles to exclusiveness. Social selection has begun. Just spend time looking at TikTok or Instagram or you know even adult you know, social networking on Facebook or whatever it is. So they come home in from a world that they're anxious from, where they're being exposed, questioning their values, not knowing which direction to take, and they vent their frustrations by yelling at parents or siblings. They kick the dog. They retreat to their room to process the day's activities. They may withdraw, and become more silent. And many become engrossed in video games and activities that help them find rest, find comfort, or avoid the thoughts that are racing through their heads. And their tears express their feelings of frustration. Their moodiness exemplifies their emotional turmoil. And they are overwhelmed. And they're overwhelmed because there's a lot to process. The junior high years usher in a whole new world of opportunity. I mean, it's, it's a phase of exploring curiosity and testing the limits with experimentation. Uh, it's a time that teens look for a connection in fulfill, fulfilling their longing to belong. They experience more rejection and activities and social circles, which fuels their discussions and accusations toward one another. I mean, that's why we hear about bullying so much more. That's why we hear about kids, you know, fighting all the more. They don't fight, fist fight anymore. Physical uh, aggression has slowed down uh, to almost a halt among kids. But, I mean, they get on uh, their social networking sites and they do some damage. Social networks and, you know, have become an obsession with these kids. Cyber bullying transforms little princesses to drama queens and young men become tough guys wrangling for social position fueled by the raging hormones and the false images of the opposite sex you know when texting is the preferred mode of communication and appearance is a source of value for kids who begin to feel a sense of loss you know some men begin to toy with the thoughts that because of their rejection from the opposite sex and their lack of fulfilling uh, you know the opposite sex relationships that they might just be gay or want to try that lifestyle, and many many values that were once certain move to the uncertainty column. And you can see how this this world, this constantness of uncertainty is fueling our kids. Many teens from faith-based homes enter their adolescent years eager to keep themselves pure, clean, abstinent, drug-free, safe, and committed to their faith. And then the battle begins, and they discover that the cultural pressure is far stronger than they thought. And hesitantly, one girl kisses another to see if there's any truth in this girl girl relationship things. Guys grab a beer and smoke pot for the first time. And alcohol might be consumed to see what it's like spending the night um, at a friend's. And movies are watched at friends' homes where. Parents allow more than what is allowed at home. And the exposure continues and the experimentation begins. And so many teens find excitement in the new activities when older activities have become boring. And some find that the new pursuits help them make new connections in hope of filling the voids caused by all these unrewarding relationships. Now, senior high kids learn through their experimental trysts that that, that that they're either, you know, are good and, and, and are going to stay where they are in regard to their values and principles and biblical standards, or they'll embrace the mentality of, if you can't beat them, join them. And many times I've listened to parents who, will tell me that their son went upstairs to bed, one person they knew completely and came downstairs the next day, a complete stranger. It's a change that seems to happen in the blink of an eye. The confidence that's, that's really felt during the junior high years is replaced by confusion and embarrassment in the senior high years. In most kids, feeling judged and shameful, disconnect from the world that taught them the values they believe in and embrace the world that offers a temporary reprieve from the confusion that they feel. Let me go back. That's what Luke says. I write these things that you might have certainty concerning the things that you've been taught. There was a young girl named Megan that lived with us, and she was 15, and she said she got bored and, and wanted something new and exciting. And so her involvement in school and, and church was stellar, but she had worked uh, or had even worked as a, as a summer camp counselor, and, and her parents' role in her life was very engaging. But she shared with me how she she was one person at home and another person at school, and eventually she was tired of the pressure that she felt from both settings. So she defaulted to one where she spent most of her time that was the least conflictive. And that was the world of sexual promiscuity and alcohol, where it became a place of escape for her. Uh, There was another young man named Eric who told me that when he smoked pot for the first time, he felt as though that all the pressures he was feeling in junior high were lifted from him. He said that retreat was a better option than always engaging in battle. And sadly, he shared how the judgment of his well-meaning friends only caused him to embrace the world of drugs. He said that he felt normal when he smoked, more loved with his new friends than, than all his good friends. And more encouraged than criticized by the people in his new life. Not crazy? I'm convinced of this. Your confident and convinced kids will come to that fork in the road where they will make decisions about what they want, they'll choose the path that they think will get them there, and they'll settle into the journey that is usually the path of least resistance and helps them temporarily remove confusion. To engage in short-term relationships, and, and and this indecisiveness thrives in a world of constant uncertainty that calls into question which course to follow. And, and in the teenage years, kids are caught in a cultural whirlpool that feels welcoming and uh, attractive and intriguing, even though it runs counter to their beliefs. And so they twirl and whirl, and often give up, knowing they should reach out their hand for the life preserver their parents are holding, but are unable or unwilling to muster up enough strength to grab it. And it's happening. And we can't ignore the impact this is having on our families and the effect that it's having on our kids. And many teenagers experience the uncertainty of life when the actions of others challenge the confidence of a gentle heart longing for security amidst an unsure world. You know That experience may be encountered when a child hears that mom and dad are no longer going to be married, or a tragedy changes the course of a child's existence, both conveying the message that that what they once counted on can no longer be counted on, or they experience might be couched in a divorce, a death, a, a, a disease, a pandemic that alters the plans and the dreams of a lifetime. Or it may just be that, that as a child ages, that they become aware of the condition of the world and without anything to compare it to, uh, they adopt a resolution to make sure the disappointment of uncertainty uh, can be overcome with thoughts of resolve to make things certain and attainable. And so there's, there's a couple of responses that, that, that uh, you know, to, to uncertainty. Uh, you know, I've seen kids respond to uncertainty in one or two ways. You know the first response uh, is when the child thinks, "Okay, if everything is so uncertain, then I'm going to take control and make sure there's some things that are certain in my life." And they determine and control their own destiny. They they take uh, their once embraced values and principles that that were developed in a in an atmosphere of certainty, and they grab a hold of the new values that promise results and answers in a world of uncertainty. And they make goals and commit to fulfill their need to know that their efforts will not come back void. The second response to uncertainty is just to give up and live a life that is entirely opposite of the first response. And that's where they choose to spin out of control recklessly, you know, not even thinking about the consequences of life choices. And their mentality is rooted in the behavior that expresses the frivolousness of life where certainty doesn't exist. And their motto might be, whatever I do doesn't matter anyway. So this skepticism has an amazing way of invading a once certain world where a young heart that's been disappointed by an equation for life that doesn't add up becomes diseased by the absence of trust, care, and engaging feelings. You know, it, 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 it's a different world today than it was just a few years ago. And as it speeds up and exposes us all to more and more, the world's influence calls parents and grandparents to fill with certainty the voids caused in a child's life as they experience uncertainty. You know, parents can't always change the influence of the world, but they can change the way they engage with their kids to help them weather the storms of uncertainty. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I mean, there, there is something about, there's truly something about a parent being the certain thing in the child of a life to be a reflection of God's presence for a child, to show them the way to act as Luke did and say, hey, 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 the reason I'm spending time with you and engaging with you is because I'm sharing with you not only the gospel, but my life as well, because you have become very dear to me but i also want to spend time with you that and here it is luke 1:4 that you might have certainty concerning the things that you've been taught moms dads the new influences of today's teen culture need to be battled with a new model of parenting so my my encouragement would be this commit yourself to shaking off some old ineffective ways of parenting and embrace some of these new concepts that will offer your kids hope and help through their adolescent years. It'll give your kids something to be certain about.
0: Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.